Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. Thank you to Ryan Treasure, VVP at Voice America. We're live on the Empowerment Channel and we're live on Facebook. I want my two guests. We're expecting a third in a minute. I won't name them, just beautiful ladies. Just wave hello to Facebook. There you are. You're both live streaming. Dr. Steele, big wave, big wave. There we go. This is Read My Lips Radio, where I talk to creatives. I love creatives. I'm happy to talk to them, and creatives come in all walks of life. You would be surprised. So today, well, let me see. Before we start introducing the guests, I'm waiting for Alan to show up, but let's give him a minute. I want to have my two guests, Dr. Steele and Judy Katz, help me with a greeting to somebody who's very special to the show. I'm going to count to three, and on the count of three, you're going to help me say, hello, L-L-L. Okay, ladies, here we go. One, two, three. Hello, L-L-L. Well, that was one of the best. Actually, that was pretty good for three of us, usually four or five. L-L-L is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, my most loyal listener. She lives in Whitestone, New York. Judy's in New York. I think you know where that is. And it doesn't start with L. So, Dr. Steele, we're raising a fictitious GoFundMe to move her from Whitestone to London. Because I think now that all the health issues are, you know, everything is lifted in London, I think LLL should move to London. So that's what we're trying to do. We've been working on it for years, but she's still in Whitestone, but we love her anyway. Today is March 14th. It's the 73rd day in 2022. And there were 292 days left in the year. This is the 11th Monday. Alan is here and nobody gives a crap about which Monday it is except me because I keep track of that. If you're thinking that 2023 will be a better year than 2022, and this one's going pretty well, actually. Alan, put your camera on, love. Uh, I want to make sure you have plenty of something excellent to drink on New Year's Eve 2023. So you have 292 days left to get something. Either you make whiskey in the still in the backyard or brand your own Kahlua in the sink in the garage or brew something special or an online liquor store would be fine. Or just plain, just plain non-alcoholic punch. That would be absolutely great. Alan, welcome. We've started the show and I'm just about, Alan, you got to smile for me, honey. You got to smile. There you go. You're live on Facebook. I got him to smile. Alan, if you have a little more, a little more light in the back background, we're having a little trouble seeing you. It's kind of dark and we'll be introducing the guests in a minute. So is anybody on my panel a Pisces? Because this is the month of Pisces. Dr. Steele, Judy Katz or Alan, anybody? Okay. Dr. Steele, what month, what, what sign are you please? I'm an Aquarius. Aquarius. Okay. I'm a Libra. So we don't, anyway, the Pisces. Pisces are February 19th to March 20th, and the favorite signs are, let's see, the numbers are 3, 9, 12, 15, 18, 24. I'm not suggesting anybody play the lottery. I don't do that, but once in a while. Colors are mauve, lilac, purple, violet, and for some reason, sea green is a favorite color of Pisces. I didn't get that at all. Uh, Strengths are compassionate, artistic, intuitive, gentle, wise, and musical. And I have a feeling that my three guests are here tonight. We're getting feedback on somebody's mic. Somebody, I have a feeling that all three of my guests are compassionate. I think they're all artistic. I think they're all at some level intuitive. I think they're all wise. 
And I think they are all very, very smart, savvy, creative. So I'm just going to say that. So let me tell you who my special guests are today. Just wave when I introduce you. Judy Katz. There's Judy from New York. Judy is a book collaborator, a ghostwriter, a publisher, and a marketer who has helped develop storylines for prospective authors. And she's completed so far, she puts that in her bio so far, so far. completed, published, and publicized 50 books so far. That's uh-huh. five zero. That's yeah. That's five times 10. That's over. Yeah. Six dozen. That's I'm sorry, four dozen. That's a lot. So Judy, welcome. We're so happy to have you. And you'll be giving us a fuller bio in just a minute. We have Dr. Yeah. Steele. She spells her last name S-T-E-E-L-E. She is a holistic doctor in family practice and the world needs more like you, Dr. Steele. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying that she teaches a blend of holistic modalities. And she's going to tell us a little bit about that to doctors around the world. I told you she was compassionate and wonderful. And she's a media consultant. She's also a public health educator and a creative at heart. So Dr. Steele, we're so happy to have you. And Alan, you have to do me a favor, my dear, and pronounce your last name for me, Alan. Just like Wynn, just like W-I-N, Wynn. Win, Alon yes. Win. It's N G Y E N. I've never known how to pronounce what a that. Great name. Just taught me. Thank you very much, Alon. Spelled the French way. Win. He's a technology serial entrepreneur, and he's the co-founder with Don Lennox, who was unable to join us today, of a company called WebStars. They and Alon has also founded telecommunications companies, database software, cybersecurity, and software development businesses. Alon, welcome. So happy to have you here. Thank so you. my topic today, the title of the show is enterprising creativity. I think you can all see the pun in there somewhere. Yes. So let's go around the table. Uh, By the way, this may be interesting, especially to Dr. Steele. I have a, a note here from the Washington Post in July of last year, 2021, that says creativity may be key to healthy aging. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Studies show that creativity, which is related to the personality trait of openness, can lead to longer longevity, greater longevity. Singing, theater performance, visual artistry may support older adults. We wouldn't know who those are. Well-being. Author and Georgetown University psychiatrist Norman Rosenthal defines being creative as having the ability to make unexpected connections. I've heard that from many of my guests. Either to see commonplace things in new ways or unusual things that escape the attention of others and realize they're important. So there you go. That's our definition. Let's go around the table. Judy Katz, I'm going to put you on full screen view on Facebook so everybody can see you. And I'd like you to spend about three or four minutes telling us a little more about who you are, what you do. And you told me some of your fascinating background before the show started. So why don't you go ahead? Judy, welcome. Thank you. There's something in front of my face that I can't even see myself. I don't know how to get rid of that. I'm sorry. Well, we can see you and you look fabulous. Oh, okay. So just go okay. ahead. Okay. It was 95 degrees in the shade in August, 16 years ago. I was 65 years old. I had 14 people working for me in my PR firm. And I was tired of being everyone's Jewish mother. I wasn't writing anymore. I was just being a therapist, so to speak. And my three bedroom, three bathroom, terrace, beautiful Upper West Side apartment was sitting empty. So I came home and I said to myself, Judy, what can you do that people will pay you well and you don't need a whole team and you can actually write? And I thought of ghostwriting. And that's what I, uh, I started to do that, but I made a terrible mistake. Because I was in the media, 
There was an AP story that went out across the country. Woman of a certain age transitions for ghostwriting. See your life as a book, a movie. Hundreds of people contacted me. Sounds good. No, because when I, it said I did it as a business, <laughs> but everyone said, pay you? After they'd spent two hours telling me their life story, not many of which were that interesting. <laughs> they said, pay you? No, no, no make it a bestseller, get me on Oprah, and then they'll throw me part of, you know, <laughs> the big prize I just won for you, the lottery ticket. So I went to one of my PR clients who had a big Wall Street company, and I said, you need a book. She said, why? I said, because it's the ultimate door opener. It's a marketing tool. You need a book. She's made millions on that first book. Why? Not by selling so many copies, but we wrote a powerful cover letter. We mailed it to the CEOs of the company she wanted, and she got huge amounts of business. And that's why I say to all my authors, I can't be responsible for how many books are sold. That's the universe at work, marketing, etc. I also do marketing for the book, so I'm partially responsible. I said, but if you give me your wish list, tell me what you want this book to do for you. I promise it will happen. So some people want higher paying clients. They want a global reputation. They want to do a TEDx talk. They want whatever they want. The books do that for them. And I have 50 stories to tell. You know, uh, one of the books I did recently, a Holocaust memoir, is being made into, was made into a documentary and I'm trying to get it made into a movie. So it's not a matter of how many copies. It's so many other intangibles. But my passion is taking stories and turning people into successful authors. And by the way, the story that someone should tell is not always the story they think they should tell. And that's my little gift, you know? So Absolutely. I'm still going strong at Judy, 81. Well, first of all, nobody believes the 81. I, I, Dr. Steele, <laughs> Alan, no. don't you think no. she, she's making it up? No. Judy, Judy, it's... it's <laughs> It's not no, nice I mean, to lie about your age. Come on. It's Judy, not I thought you were in your 60s. Judy, it's not really? nice to lie about oh your age. God. Stop that. No, no, no. Wow. Judy, we, we don't accept that. You no, gotta tell me. a different you gotta tell a different story. I had a 99-year-old boyfriend, a billionaire boyfriend who died <laughs> recently. Uh, the story went global. I, I I if any of you wanted the story, but he was up until his he died seven weeks shy of his 99th birthday. Let me tell you, he was as sharp as all of us up to the last minute in a tycoon. So age is only a number. It's And it's a number we don't even need to talk about. I have to tell you, Judy and everybody, my mother lived to 100. She lived alone. She refused to have an aide in her own apartment, took her, took her last breath in her own bed. And she called me that night. I lived five minutes away and said, I can't fluff my pillows. Would you come over? And she had a, a cough that should have been a hospital cough. And she had Robitussin. And she took her last breath. And I pulled her up off the pillow. She said, I can't breathe. And that was it. But what I want to tell you was I said to mom, mom, hey, let me get, you know, People your age, uh, it's okay. We we can hire an aide for you. She said, well, what's the aide going to do? They're going to sit and watch me. They're going to watch me get dressed in the morning. They're going to watch me put on my jewelry and my makeup. They're going to watch me go play the piano. They're going to sit and watch while I play mahjong and bridge. And while I play show, and I play piano show tunes for the Shalom Club in my. She lived in a, in a high rise apartment building for very wealthy people, and. 
we did have to get her to admit she couldn't drive at 97 and a half. I, I took her for a ride and I said, I, what do you think? She said, I think I, I yeah, I sold her car oh. to the doorman in her building the next day. It was okay. So Judy, and, and here's what I want to tell you. What Ruth used to say was she lived in a building with people who were old who could afford it and people who were in their 50s, 60s. And the board said, we don't got to sell to old people anymore. When Ruth heard, when Ruth heard that somebody had passed away in their late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s, she said, too young. She didn't have a Jewish accent, by the way. She said, they died too young. Somebody, nine, mom, this guy, you know, 95, too young. And I can't tell you how many boyfriends predeceased her who were in their 90s and still, whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll just leave that one alone. So Ju- Judy, thank you for the inspiration. I got to move on. I, I got to move on. I, we, we, we have we have the youngster. Okay. We have the. I know you do, but we're talking in three minutes. Somebody's here. Okay. We have the youngster on the panel. Her name is Doctor Steele. Let's show I some respect. Let's do yeah. some respect. So, Doctor Steele, very honored to have you here. I met you with the publicity summit. I know you wanted to. Judy, stop laughing already. Uh, Doctor Steele, would you please give us more of your background? Thank awesome. you very much, and welcome. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And and must I just say, Judy, you warm my heart. I collect Jewish mother. <laughs> So I, I feel like I'm a kid. I'd love to be yours. Yes, exactly. Sold. Done, so, done. What was that? Done. Yes. For my daughter. Yes, perfect. <laughs> so um, my name is Dr. Steele. I'm a holistic doctor, as, as she mentioned. And so I really have a passion for educating people of how to heal themselves naturally. And that's really what I do. Um, this, this was born out of necessity, really. Um, I'm a product of two Marines. My um, father was a drill instructor. My mother, unfortunately, is in medicine, but had a psychotic break when I was really young. And so I really sought out to understand how the mind works, how the body works, how they work together as a team. And so through my discoveries, you know, I've been able to really work with people and help teach them how they can naturally heal themselves. And so I really love the passion of self-healing and I love being able to teach people. And then I love the creativity that exists within the practice, right? Because what I do in holistic practice, it's different than like your standard doctor where it's very regimented and, and they have to think in these very narrow linear places. I have to think expansively because anything could be anything. Anything can be a root cause and it doesn't always have to be something physical. It could be mental. It could be emotional. It could be psychosocial. Social, could be ancestral. I mean, you name it. I've seen it all. And so I really just love being able to teach people another way to look at themselves and another way to heal themselves, another way to look at their body in a much more empowering way. So that's a little bit about me. Dr. Steele, thank you very much. And I have a question for you. If somebody walked into the, into the listen to the show right now and they said, I don't know what the word holistic means, how would yeah. you define it for every, for anybody? How would you define that, please? Yeah. So when we look at holistic, we look at all aspects of self, right? We look at the physical, we look at the environmental, we look at the mental, we look at the emotional, we look at the spiritual and again, ancestral, meaning breaking those patterns. So it's the relationship that one thing has to another, right? So it's like the the liver doesn't work by itself self, right? It needs the digestive tract. It needs nutrients. It needs fuel. It needs carbohydrates, et cetera. And so we're always looking at not just one individual part of the human being, but we look at all parts of the human being, even the parts we can't see. So it's basically wow. like an economy where every part works with every other part, right? It's, it's yes. an, echos- it's an ecosystem. It's 
Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Thank you very much. I learned something, and I appreciate that. And I know how busy you are, and we're very pleased to have you. I met you at the National Publicity yes. Summit, correct? Yeah, yeah I, did. I love, I love that. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, very, very cool. Well, glad to have you here. And now let's move to Alan Wynn. Alan, can you tell us just briefly before you introduce yourself, where is Don? Don Lennox was your business partner was supposed to be yes, today. Is um, he okay? Go ahead. Physically, he's not okay. And I share that with Dr. Steele by um, you know, our LinkedIn uh, text. Um, uh, he, he unfortunately uh, you know, became uh, ill about a month and a half ago from allergies and and um, you know the uh, the flu. But that turned into... Uh, uh, Diverticulitis, the DVT, and then now it um, ended up, you know, uh, becoming also a hernia. So he's going to have uh, multiple surgeries just in order to recoup. And um, I, I share with him, um, you know, Doctor Steele, that to reach you, um, and you know, to, to get in touch with you. But he, he thinks after talking to multiple doctors that uh, they're uh, they're saying that he's advanced stage of a DVT, and there's not much that can be done. And, I, I, I still thought, you know, it's still worthwhile to get in touch with you, but for some reason, he and his wife uh, don't feel the same, so I'm not sure. Okay, so, okay. well, um, that's please, at now. Alan, would you please give him my best regards? I didn't know he was ill, and I thought he was still coming on the show, so I'm yes. so sorry to hear that. But we want to hear all about you and what you've done. You're a very interesting entrepreneur, young man. I could call you a young man. Uh, and we want to know, who is Alan Wynn? Alan, I want you to move your screen up a, down a little bit because we're cutting you off at the chin, and we want to – there you go. Okay. There, that's perfect. Go ahead. Okay. Talk, all right, you're yeah, live I, on Facebook. Go ahead. Everybody sees you. I'm not as young as you think I am because I'm <laughs> close to 50 now. I'm 49. And, no. Uh, no. Yeah, so still getting, uh, you know, being uh, being involved in the tech space. And, um, you know, I, I'm not sure if you guys have been involved in the or have been looking into the crypto and NFT space. But now I'm also, that you know, uh, getting into that space. And most of the people involved in that space are in the 20s or 30s at the most. And so when I uh, attended, you know, a couple of the networking functions, they're, 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 they're so young and I, I feel like so old whenever I go there. So, you're, you're not, you're not. Tell them to mind their manners. So tell us about your background. Who are you? What did you, how did you get to this point in your career? I've been, I've been an entrepreneur now for 25 years and I've been, been involved in various ventures. Um, you know, I, I, I've seen a lot and I've been in, involved in a lot of different um, you know, projects and um, the search market has been, uh, a space that I've been involved in for 12 years uh, on and off for about three years. I was away because I was involved in farming and I never had any experience up, up until that time because we actually thought by investing in, for, in the farm, an almond farm, uh, thinking that it was actually going to be hands off. But turned out that the farm manager that we uh, entrusted, um, you know, uh, turned out to be someone that uh, uh, ended up sabotaging the farm. So it took three years where, um, to revitalize the farm and Don Lennox who became my uh, partner on WebStars, uh, he was an essential part in revitalizing the farm and then we ended up selling the farm. So uh, the WebStars, uh, it came about because we both uh, felt uh, a strong desire to make an impact in the world. And, and he, um, he and I discussed for about over a year, what, what do we plan to do after we end up selling the farm? And we, uh, we thought about going to, back to cybersecurity because I've been involved in it for a few years. And he thought, no, there's a need there. But then the cause aspect, which is dear to both of us, we couldn't really implement with the cybersecurity. Uh, now with the search, I'm, I'm sure you guys are familiar with how, how big Google is. Uh, they dominate uh, the market with over 92% of the market share, uh, especially the market share in terms of the revenue base. 
uh, worldwide. So anything dealing with search, most people just attribute to Google. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more than just Google. You know, Bing as a second player, which is owned by Microsoft, is a pretty good size player, but they only own a minority share of the marketplace. So what we want to do is combine our effort to, uh, to make it so WebStars uses the, the Bing uh, engine, but we want to power allowing users to, as they search, they would basically uh, be able to make an impact in the world. And, and the two causes that we, uh, uh, we wanted to focus on, um, one deals with um, you know, the kids, you know, the children's welfare, and another one is the veterans. Um, those are the two that um, are dear to, to us, and we're going to focus on uh, driving the, the, you know, the search business and then donating a, a good chunk of it to the causes. Well, that's good to know your heart, obviously. Didn't I say that even if you're not a Pisces, you're all, I know you're all creative and you're all compassionate and you all have a good heart and you just proved that. Alan, congratulations on that. And I have to tell you, I'm considered, I'm not going to give any ages here. I'm considered an early woman in tech, Alan. And I didn't know that until last year when I was asked by an organization called Women in Big Data mostly yes. young women to be their kickoff kickoff speaker on International Women's Day March 8th 2021 and I prepared a a presentation a brief one with pictures of what the computer room looked like and the big mainframe computers and I have my old green bar computer printouts and I have my yes. silver colored cobalt coding book and I have notes from all the specs I took on the phone from a consultant whose name was Alan in Salem, Oregon. I was in Eugene and I ran a big statewide information system to the year after I got out of this computer program. I have a couple degrees in that. So I didn't realize that I was an early woman in tech. And that's not like Grace Hopper, Dr. Steele, you know I'm talking about. Uh, not like somebody who invented COBOL, but I was there in the 1970s in the days of <laughs> key punching. I was key punching my code, Alan. I would sit home and write code 2,000 lines on, on regular paper and go in on Monday morning and key punch them into a machine on cards. And the key punch came out on a little 80 column. They called them Hollerith cards. Oh and God. then we would put in a box and the computer operator would feed those into the computer with the JCL job control language and the programs would run. And I used to have to load a disc pack. Dr. Steele, you get a kick out of this. Standing on a step stool in my high heels in my fancy skirt because I, I made all my clothes in those days. And the oh disc God. pack was this big and it had a handle on it. I had to climb on a step stool and lift it into the disc drive, which was a drawer. It oh was God. up to oh here, God. and I'm o- I'm good. only five feet tall. Judy, you may may or may not remember this. This wasn't your world. This was this was my world. So anyway, it was just an interesting time. But I never realized that how many years later, years later, anybody would care, <laughs> and they do care. They want to know what are your stories. What did you do? What was it like? And I will yeah. tell you that I have a bachelor's degree in psychology from two different, half and half, two years at one school, two years at the other. One is a very famous formerly girl school. And yeah. then I got two degrees from a community college. My graduate school was a community college, LM, where I went and got two concurrent associate of science degrees and they hired me right out of school. So my creativity in education was saying I can go to a community college, which will accept all of my credits from my bachelor's degree, right, Dr. Steele? And they will allow me to go in, but the men in my class were really pissed because they all use slide rules. And I took a business accounting course. I did everything with a pencil and paper, everything. And I, I aced every class I took. 
straight A for two years. I had two young kids, took them to daycare. I was a young divorcee, 3,000 miles from my parents, oh my living in God. Eugene, Oregon. Yes. And I aced the whole damn thing, 4.0 straight through. Yeah. And the men hated me. They said, how did you do that? Yeah. You're a woman. You do math. You figure stuff out with a pencil. You're I head- dare you. I, I, how dare you? How I know. How could it be? Yes, I will. Not. Anyway, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you so doctor and lady and gentlemen, thank you so much for your intros. What I'd like to do now is you have each been very gracious and sent me. We have all kinds of things we're going to do famous holidays that you've never heard of. We're going to do some celebrity birthdays, but I want to go through the quotes. I asked each of you to send me a quote from a fictional movie or TV character or from a song lyric. And you're going to tell me in your own words, take about three minutes maximum because we have so much to cover and we're, I know I'm really enjoying speaking with all three of you, what it has to do with creativity in general or your creativity. And then we'll talk a little more about that. So Judy Katz has sent us a quote from the character named Thorne played by Charlton Heston. Dr. Steele and Alan have probably never heard of Charlton Heston. Judy, they're of another another era, genre, demographic cohort. The movie is Soylent Green. I've never heard of that. S-O-Y-L-E-N-T. It's a 1973 American ecological dystopian thriller film. And here's just the overview. And this is interesting. Listen to this, everybody. By the year 2022, that's where we are now. The cumulative effects of overpopulation, pollution, and apparent climate catastrophe, this movie's from 1973, are you shocked and amazed, have caused severe worldwide shortages of food, water, and housing. Of 40 million people in New York City, only the elite can afford clean water, natural food, a jar of strawberry jam costs $150. So Thorne, the character played by Charlton Heston, who was in, what was he in with the big chariot? Yes, Yes, I can't remember the name of that movie. He says, Soylent Green is people. Ben-Hur. He was Ben-Hur. Soylent Green is people. So, Judy Katz, take two minutes. I'm putting you on speaker view. What in the world does this have to do with creativity? Go ahead. Ellen's looking like, what are you going to say? Go ahead, Judy. You know, first of all, being able to envision the future is creative. It's a dystopian. I love dystopian uh, stories, novels, and movies. But the fact that in that time, in that future time, they ran out of food and they had to take dead bodies and turn them, so it was cannibalism, but they had to take dead bodies and turn them into green crackers. And nobody was allowed to know that this was happening except that Charlton Heston, this gorgeous hunk, he's very friendly with a man played by Edward G. Robinson, who was called a book. A book was somebody who who read books. Nobody was reading books anymore. But so Edward G. Robinson was in his 70s, I guess, or 65 something. And what they had in those times was you could voluntarily die if you wanted to because earth was barren you would go to this plus special place and they would show you pictures of the way earth used to be flowers trees birds the whole thing and beautiful classical music and they'd give you something and you would go that way he knew that soil and green was people he figured it out and he told the secret to Charlton Heston. 
And Charlton Heston had the responsibility to tell the world that what they were eating as a last resort was each other. Oh, Judy! I'm sorry. Judy, you have to rescue this. What does this have to do with your creativity? Just briefly, g- g- give me a link. G- give me a lifeline, right? Alan thinking, uh, uh, what's you happening know what? on this show? Uh, uh, let me just say this. <laughs> My passion in life, as I said, is turning people into successful authors. But very often, they have no idea what story they should tell. I love the idea of helping people find the kernel of value in their story, the life lesson. And there's a life lesson here when you have to tell people the truth or not tell them the truth. Charlton Heston was faced with a big dilemma. There's real creativity there. So, I mean, that's how I see it. It, it was an unusual story. Judy, that was almost a pretty good recovery. I have to tell you, if you wanted, if you wanted, if you wanted to do, it, do that theme, I'm, I'm going to make, just allow me here for a second. Uh, yeah. Jack Nicholson plays Colonel Nathan Jessup in the movie A Few Good Men, and his famous courtroom scene, the speech is, you can't handle the truth. Ah! I, there, there you go. There you go. Let me move on. I'm, I'm, let, let, me, let me, everybody, Alan's looking like, what kind of a radio show is this? Alan, we're, we're all good. Dr. Steele, our, our holistic doctor in family practice, which is very needed, has sent us a quote from, oh, this is good. The name of the movie is Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. It's a, we're got a theme here. I know, we're just in keeping oh, with the theme, right? Oh, my God. And you all did this separately. You did this separately. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter, 1991. That goes back a while. That's yeah, that's yeah. 31 years ago. Um, 1991, really? American coming-of-age black comedy film, Rose Lindsay, played by the wonderful Joanna Cassidy, tells Sue Ellen Swell, that's her name, Swell Crandall, played by the lovely, very much around Christina Applegate, to say this whenever someone is around them. The mom went away. She left the kids with some grouchy, terrible housekeeper who stole Mrs. Storick, and Storick dies. And they don't want to tell anybody because they're afraid they'll put him in a foster home and they'll accuse the kids of killing her. Uh, Yeah, so so she says whenever anybody, and she goes to work and she she falsifies her resume and she gets a job at this agency. And the woman who's at the agency says, uh, I'm right on top of that, Rose. And that's, yes, so... Yes. Dr. Steele, <laughs> rescue me, please. What is this? Yeah, exactly. So really, it's about resilience, right? And it's about having to think outside of the box, right? So so the, the, the babies, you know, they're left with this grouchy babysitter. The babysitter has a heart attack or whatever, right? And they're like in shock. And so instead of doing the kind of traditional whatever, they think outside the box. They go, you know what? We've got the summer, right? What am I going to do? How are we going to take care of things? you know, Christine Applegate, she gets a job, she finds a resume, she does the whole thing, right? And she learns so many amazing things. They clean the house up, they have this amazing party, you know, there's just so much yumminess to that in terms of, and and a lot of what I, you know, I definitely uh, um, can resonate with because leaving my house really early on, right? I I tell people I was recruited at birth and then went AWOL at 16. And (laughs) You know, my thing was about really 
just figuring out who I am and really creating that path for myself. And so, and I did that. There are not many holistic doctors and why, you know, I kind of piecemealed this education and that education. You know, I can really identify with your story, Red, because very similar, like I got one degree from this institution and one degree from another institute, you know, and so it kind of built up into this big expansive thing that really was about me following my heart and following my passion and following what I wanted to do. And so I really resonate with the creativity in terms of, not necessarily looking outward for approval, but going inward for that creativity oh, I inside. That. I like that. Dr. Like Steele, that. thank you very, very much. Appreciate that. And now let's have a very a longer and a very wise quote here. Alan Wynn has picked a quote from Rafiki, voiced by the wonderful Robert Guillaume. The movie, of course, is The Lion King. I saw it live on Broadway many years ago, Alan, and it was Phenom- just phenomenal. It was an experience. Uh, it was a happening, as I used to say. 1994 American animated musical drama film. Rafiki is a male mandrel who serves as a shaman, or shaman, some people say, a royal majuzi of the Pride Lands. He is an eccentric, and people call him a lunatic, but he's sage, and he has a deep connection to magical and spiritual elements, and he has a bakora stick that he uses to guide those in need, most notably Simba who the movie is about. And by the way, the original songs for this movie were written by, I don't know if anybody knows this, Elton John and Tim Rice wrote the songs and the score was by Hans Zimmer. I didn't know that. Here's the line Elan has picked from the many beautiful lines. Are you ready, Elan? It's, oh yes, the past can hurt, but you can either run from it or learn from it. Elan, how how does this beautiful quote, how does this relate to your creativity? Elan, when? Yeah, um, the reason why I chose that is because, you know, um, with um, all the experiences that we each have in our lives, we can um, either uh, learn from the experiences or run from it and just, you know, keep on repeating the same mistakes. And and so in order to, um, you know, to learn from it, you got to dig deep inside and then learn uh, from the different, um, you know, experiences and then become creative in overcoming the challenges that occur. And that resonates with me quite a bit because of, um, what I, I went, went through when um, I've been an entrepreneur for like 25 years. Um, so many times, especially in the farming experience where uh, most people would have given up, um, you know, especially when, if you guys were to see the state of the farm where it was, where the trees were smaller than the weeds. So you can imagine how, uh, how big the weeds were. And, uh, and it was throughout the whole farm with like 36 acres. And uh, we, we had to revitalize it. and. Uh, try to you know make it not work, and it took so much work uh, uh, digging deep inside and finding all kinds of ways, creative ways to overcome all kinds of setbacks and uh, challenges. And Don, uh, Don and I did that together. That's why uh, wow. he and I um, not only have a lot of values that are aligned, but we we overcame so much. And using the creative aspect of um, you know like our our brain in order to overcome those challenges took a lot. Because there were so many different challenges. And it sounds like there's resilience there too. Dr. Steele, are you hearing resilience? I think you mentioned that. A lot of resilience, Alan, yes. And and those of us with with multiple chapters in our histories. I, I don't know. I haven't said this in a long time. But to me... Our lives, Dr. Steele, your life, Judy Katz, your life, Alan Wynn, your life, Don Lennox, our life, each of us is a very unique quilt. It's a patchwork quilt. And the colors, the patterns, the fabrics, the threads are ours and ours alone. Sometimes some parts are beautiful, some parts, some parts are not that beautiful, but all together, 
Your life is your quilt. It's just the way it is. And the reference I will share with all of you is after my dad passed away. My dad was an MD, by the way, Dr. Steele. He was a radiologist way back in the day. Wow. Way back in the day in Jamaica, New York, Judy. And um, after he passed away, my, my beautiful daughter-in-law was at some kind of a fundraiser for one of her young children, one of my young grandchildren's schools, private school. And there was a woman who created quilts. And they said to me, can we have my dad, can we have grandpa's ties? My dad was a doctor and he wore beautiful ties to the office every day. And these were the wide tie days. And they were colors you wouldn't believe and patterns you wouldn't believe. Silk, not silk, gorgeous. So we gave, I didn't know what was going to happen to them. We gave her the ties. And this woman created three quilts. They're not oh. thick, they're not huge. They have a black fabric and the quilting on the back of patterns with my my dad's ties and in the years my mom is gone my sister is gone and I inherited their two quilts so I have three of them here in my home and it's my dad's beautiful tie so I think of our lives thank you I think of our lives as our own quilts Alan I think you you have a quilt and yours looks a little bit like Don's where there was an intersection right some of the the farm and the resilience and Dr. Steele all of the places you've been, all of the education, all the way you've cobbled together the parts of your practice to be holistic. It's a holistic practice that's holistic. You are holistic. So you put together a practice about holistic medicine with a holistic lifestyle, and you've created that because of who you are. And Judy, you started out, you told me, trying to get a column in a, in a newspaper, and, and you, you worked incredible hours, and you just stood outside some editor's door until he recognized you, and then you got what you were looking for. And now you help people. And this is all about, to me, it's about resilience and compassion, awareness, authenticity. I'm betting, Dr. Steele, you have always been you, right? You've always known. And Alan, you are you. you. You're not trying to be anybody else. You have this passion. And Judy, we know you're always you. And I couldn't couldn't hide if I tried, trust me. (laughs) I couldn't have tried if I tried. So thank you for letting me get a little philosophical here. But the three of you are definitely inspirational. I'm going to say that. And I appreciate you. Let's do a couple of, oh, we have, yeah, we got about 15, 18 minutes left. Let's do one creativity statement for each of you. You each sent me four. I'm going to pick one. I'll read it. And then just take two minutes. Let's keep this brief because we still have national holidays you've never oh, heard okay. of. And we still have some celebrity birthdays. And wait till you hear whose birthday so that you won't believe it. So Judy Katz, okay. I'm just what? picking your number one. You say creativity means to me using every experience in your past, you're talking about your own past, to create yeah. something wonderful and new in the future. So, And you also say creativity is a surprise gift from the universe. So Judy, two minutes, please keep it tight. I'd love to hear your voice, but just keep it tight because we've got a lot to cover. So Judy, what does this all mean for your version of creativity? Go ahead. I think that um, the gift from the universe for me is to allow me to get into other people's hearts and souls and in sense become them. Because when I help them tell their stories, I learn I'm so humbled by people. You never can tell anything about a person just from the surface. There's so much going on with people. It's unbelievable. And, and even, you know, the most egotistical people are really frightened children underneath. So I, that's, that's what I want to say. My creativity is being able to crawl inside a person and really understand them in an empathetic way so I can help them tell their story and 
provide a way to share their life lessons with other people. Thank you. That was so beautifully put, Judy. And I'll tell you, way, way years ago, when I first started going to the National Publicity Summit, which is where I met Don and I met Dr. Steele. Judy, I didn't meet you through the summit. You, you came to me some other way, I believe, right? Yes. Yes. Anyway, I, I was in New York at the Penn Hotel and I would sit for hours. I was the last one left in the ballroom of all the media people. Everybody wanted to be on my show and I would sometimes meet 70 or 80 people in two and a half hours. Wow. I had them bring a chair to prop my feet up on because I couldn't sit on this tall stool and hang my feet for two and a half hours. And anyway, it was it was a riot. But I remember a couple. There was a woman who wrote a cookbook and she was on my line and her husband was with her. Very, very attractive couple. And I said, wait a minute, you're pitching me your cookbook that's fine. You come on my radio show. I said, but who is this handsome man with you? She said, well, that's my husband. I said, how did you meet? Well, she said, we met online on a dating site after we had each lost our first spouse. Mm -hmm. They were in their 60s at the time. And I said, there's the story. You're coming on my show, both of you. You're going to, I was doing interviews in those days. You're going to talk about the cookbook, but I want to know what Bob had to do with the cookbook writing by his wife. What are Bob's favorite recipes? Did he help with the research? Did he help with the tasting? Did he do some of the writing? And I said, you're coming on as a couple. So Judy, I saw through the, I'm here to pitch my cookbook. And I said, that's not the story I'm interested in. I want to know this story, this beautiful love story of the two of you defying the odds of online dating at that age. You're kidding me. This was about 10 years, 15 years ago. It was very interesting. So I agree with you. Dr. Steele, I'm looking, this is Oh, I hope you can handle this. You wrote it, Dr. Steele says. I'm quoting Dr. Steele. This is not me. My creativity is derived from deep, introspective parts of myself that are gnarly, dark, and twisted. Truly not for the faint of heart. Whoa, Dr. Steele, you're up. Take take three minutes for this. I want to hear the gnarly part. Go ahead. So I am such a huge advocate. I love Carl Jung's work, uh, Dr. Carl Jung and all the subconscious mind. And and what I have learned is it's not the surface level stuff. It's not the, oh, I'm a doctor, I'm this, I'm that. It's all of those, the deep introspective pain and suffering that I have experienced in my life that I've been able to transform and transcend into this beautiful just light and love and happiness and freedom and joy. And it's really that really granular work. And really a lot of it I have discovered by working with my body, right? Because we store all that trauma within our bodies. And so what I've done is because when you can't speak it out or when you can't express it, right? What do you do? You, you just push it down. Right. And so Uh, having to kind of go in and unravel all of the junk that I have pushed down for years and years and years. I'm not that young, you know, but really <laughs> looking are. at all of that stuff and bringing it up and looking, and then we're deciding like, do I want to keep this? Is this really a part of me? Is this me? Or is this some crazy story that I picked up or something I learned or something I adopted for survival or whatever the reason is. And so I just find that it's incredibly beautiful to look at yourself from a deep introspective place to be able to transform and really create the life that you absolutely love. So, yeah. I love that. And I hope that you share that love of creating the life you love with all of your patients. I'm sure you do. 
Yes, very important. And Alan, I'm looking at your creativity statement number two. I'm going to read it for you. You say, with one of my previous projects, when we were developing a game about superpowers, if that isn't creative, I don't know what is, my team and I came up with a way to contact Stan Lee. And through a series of introductions, I ended up meeting with him. We found a way to work with him on a fundraising campaign. Alan, give us the high points of that one. That's fascinating. Wow. How in the world? Alan? Yes. Um, through the different contacts that now uh, we made, now uh, we ended up um, uh, getting in touch with Nastan, and uh, the game was called Raising My Super Kids. And uh, talking about that, uh, um, it, it's a project that I unfortunately was put on hold for a few years, but now, now with the uh, uh, the evolve, uh, evolution of the cryptos and the NFT, I'm not sure if you are familiar with the uh, cryptos and NFTs, yep. the non-fungible tokens. Yep. Um, I realize it's now going to be the uh, the right timing to actually revitalize the project. Uh, instead of raising my super kids, it would just be called my super kids. And using that creativity to find all kinds of ways, because um, uh, we we knew that um, you know the superpowers, uh, Stan Lee is just you know synonymous with um, you know comics and superpowers. Mm -hmm. And so we we ended up getting in touch with him uh, through mo you know multiple contacts. And and when I shared with him the game, he he said I, I like the concept. It's cool. And uh, we wanted to actually get him involved with the project. But unfortunately, with the Marvel Comics uh, involvement, they would not back it up. So we ended up, uh, you know, aligning ourselves with a nonprofit, you know, Toys for Todds, and we made that work. So that, that's how we ended up working with him. Well, the creativity <laughs> part also is the nonprofit. That's thinking yes. outside the box and, and yes. using, your, using your heart as well. Thank you all for your statements. I really appreciate the effort you put into that. Let's do some birthday shout outs. Everybody knows the very talented and very beautiful Simone Biles. Olympic gymnast. Yes. Oh, She's yes. 25 today. Everybody do a oh. shout out Simone Biles. Happy birthday, darling. Talk about living a life. She's yes. just 25 now, seriously. And then Stephen Curry, the basketball player who thought he was too short and ended up, uh, you know, major points. I read a little bit. I'm not a basketball fan, but wow, Stephen Curry is all of 34. How about that? Happy and then birthday. One of the most famous, Billy Crystal. 74 oh. years old, 74. We've okay. seen him. We've seen him grow into being Billy Crystal over the years. Yes. Uh, I'm thinking of when Harry met Sally, I'm thinking of so many wonderful movies and uh, yes. All kinds of and then there's two other very iconic people in entertainment. Michael Caine is 89 today. Oh, I know. Everybody say happy birthday, Michael Caine. Happy Come on. Birthday, happy birthday, Michael. Michael. He, he, he just he just popped on to Facebook. He told me he heard us. He did. <laughs> and if that wasn't good enough, Qu Alan, I am I'm creative too. Quincy Jones, the music producer. Oh, who, who's, who in music, whose life hasn't been touched by Quincy Jones, by his brilliance or by his business? Something. 89 also. Michael Caine and Quincy Jones are brothers by another mother. How about that? I just made that up. Now, every, every, every week I look at the YouTube, TikTok, and other social media stars who I've never heard of. And there are people who have very unusual names. And I'm not making fun. I'm not passing judgment. But I have no. six people with very unusual names. And we're just going to say happy birthday. So there is a... Oh. A 15-year-old girl named Jaden, J-A-E-D-Y-N, Sly Fox, S-L-Y. I know, Judy, be careful. No judgment here. Happy birthday, Jaden. And then we have a 16-year-old named Baby Magic. Alan, can, 
Baby with a capital B, capital M, magic, one word. Baby magic. Can you all say that? Baby magic. That's it. You got to say Then we have a, those are all YouTube. We have a 25-year-old on YouTube called Cookie Swirl C. One word. Cookie Swirl. Letters. You you haven't lived until you've had these names. We have a 29-year-old on YouTube named Imogenation. I am have a feeling her name was Imogene because it's Im- Im- Imogenation. I don't know. Then we have a guy uh, who's 40 on YouTube. The ages are astonishing. His name is Omar Gosh TV. O-M-A-R-G-O-S-H TV. Omar Gosh, like, oh my God, Omar Gosh TV. Yes. And then we have a TikTok star. We have a TikTok star who's 54 and his name is Thog Dad. T-H-O. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I I like that. So you can can go. Look, yes, go ahead, Judy. Can I say something? (laughs) Yes, love. There were identical twins who were named Ima and Yura. This is the truth. And their last name was Hog. H-O-G-G. And many years later, they admitted that they hated their parents. (laughs) Now you said no judgments. But well, hold on, Judy, you, you, Judy, okay. you didn't know that, but there's a holiday this week in honor of that exact sentiment. So let's see if we can get through the holiday. I've got six minutes to close and you're all going to give a website. So today is National okay. Learn About Butterflies Day. Woo-hoo. It's Write Your Story Day. That's for you, Judy Katz. It's Potato Chip Day. I told somebody I used to put potato chips on my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at camp and made them crunchy. I know, Dr. Steele, not very healthy, but it was so much fun. Crunch, crunch. And it was National Napping Day today. I don't ask you. And it was International Day of Mathematics, Alan, that's for you and me. Now, tomorrow is National Pears Elende. Pears Elende is poached pears with the chocolate sauce named after the opera La Belle Helene by Offenbach. Cinnamon sticks, granulated sugar, water, and four Bosque pears and eight scoops of vanilla ice cream and half a cup of chocolate sauce for drizzling. Okay, but if you're not happy about Pears Elende tomorrow, it's a dessert. Ides of March, that's the date of Julius Caesar's assassination, which was a turning point in Roman history. It's also everything you, was wrong, everything you think is wrong day and it's dumbstruck day. So I have a feeling that those all go together. Now, I'm getting there, Judy. March 16th, <laughs> Wednesday, is Purim. Judy and I know Purim, the Jew- Jewish celebration with the Hamantaschen yeah. and King Esther and, and yeah, and all the, all the mean all people, the yeah. all the mean people and the scary people. It's, all right, Wednesday, I don't know, Alan and Dr. Steele, I, I hate to break this to you, but it's no selfies day on Wednesday. Can you contain uh, yourself? <laughs> Can you handle it? It's also <laughs> National Panda Day, and it's National Everything You Do Is Right Day. <laughs> Tuesday was everything you think is wrong, everything. And it's National Artichoke Day. I used to love artichokes dipped in butter with a little lemon juice, one leaf at a time with your teeth. Oh, I love it. Anyway, Thursday is St. Patrick's Day. And you know what they used to say. Levy's Jewish Rye used to say, we're we're all Irish. You don't have to be Jewish. You don't have to be Jewish, right. You could be, and now it's, you don't have to be Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Drink green beer if you can. I don't know. Dr. Steele, is that healthy or is that a problem? I think it's the type of beer probably. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it's yeast. I don't know. And it's also National Corned Beef and Cabbage Day, which goes with St. Patrick's Day. But it's also Absolutely Incredible Kid Day. And somebody copyrighted that and trademarked that. So I don't know the origin. But I'm getting to here Friday, March 18th. This is for the Ima and Yura kids. Right. Judy. First what? of all, it's National Lacey Oatmeal Cookie Day. Okay, I can make those. It's Sl- Sloppy Joe Day. Remember with Sloppy Joes, you take hamburger meat and you put it into a bunch of uh, sauce and you and you put it on a bun and as not a hamburger, just bits and pieces. Those used to be fun. I don't eat beef anymore. 
Dr. Steele would like that. It's Global Recycling Day. It's Awkward Moments Day. But Friday, March 18th, Judy Katz is Forgive Your Mom and Dad Day. Damn. Right there. Right there. <laughs> right. And, uh, Al, now, I'm a, you're a. Alan uh, and Dr. Steele, I didn't tell Judy that this was one of our holidays this week. And she just talked about whether they blame their parents or not. So there. Saturday is Corn Dog Day. Don't do that. Quilting Day. We talked about quilts, yeah. didn't we? It's Poultry Day. It's Let's Laugh Day. Everybody let out a good laugh. One, two, three. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> See how good that feels? And it's Chocolate Caramel Day, or Caramel, you oh, might want to say. Sunday is National Ravioli Day. Don't eat that with the caramel. It's a stomachache. World oh, Storytelling Day. It's the spring equinox. I think that's when the the, the evening, evening uh, yes, equal t- times of day and light, and light and dark. It's National Proposal Day. It's Kiss Your Fiancé Day. Well, first they propose, then their fiancé, you can kiss them. Those go together. It's the International Day of Happiness. That's oh. Sunday. And it's the it great credit. Great British Spring Cleaning Day. I don't know if they need to spring clean, but we'll leave that alone. Monday, because I won't be on the air until this day is almost over. It's World Puppetry Day. Puppet, puppet. It's Poetry Day. Poetry and puppetry are spelled very similarly. Somebody might have gotten them confused. It's National French Bread Day. It's Crunchy Taco Day. Dr. Steele, do you know what a crunchy taco is? Oh, amen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Morning, yeah. of course. What, yeah. what is it? A crunchy taco? Yeah, I don't eat tacos. Oh. What? Oh my gosh, it's like a little, you can do corn and you make the little veggies in there and you can put in, you know, grilled chicken or whatever it is you want. And boom, it's amazing. Boom, it's amazing. There you go. That's for next Monday. I want you to celebrate. It's also common courtesy day. It's fragrance day and it's national introverts day. And on that week and that note, I want you each to tell me where's a website where people can find you, learn more about you. Judy Katz, where do you want people to go? Vee, vee, Can I say two? Please, please, please. CatsCreativeBooksAndMedia.com. But I have a blog called Celebrating, C-E-L-E-B-R-E, capital I-E-I-G-H-T, Celebrating, Facebook.com, backslash, Silver Disobedience. And then scroll down. You will hear about the year I dated Cary Grant. You will hear about people who want to be frozen after death. Okay. We need that. We need it. Thank All you. Right. People will find you. Judy Katz, J-U-D-Y-K-A-T-Z. You'll find her. Dr. Right. Steele, where would you like people to go for you? Uh, you can check me out on IG, Dr. Erica Steele. You can look at drericasteele.com and holisticfamilypracticeva.com. And I treat patients all over the world. Isn't that nice with telemedicine? Yes. I, That's I'm, amazing. Yes. I have a, two doctors I'm doing on telemedicine, and it's very, very interesting. Alan, when, where would you like people to go to find you? They can go to webstars.org, W-E-B-S-T-A-R-S.org, or they can go into the Chrome store and look for WebStars, and the Chrome extension will be downloadable there. W-E-B-S-T-A-R-S. And please give Don Lennox our best, our best wishes for get well, whatever it takes. And maybe Dr. Steele can help. Okay, kids, I have my closing remarks here. Bear with me one minute. I have to speed talk. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. And never regret anything that made you smile. And here's the final word. Work like you don't need the money. Even if you need it, it's okay. We all do, but just don't look like it. Dance like no one's watching. And they sure used to watch when I was teaching disco on top of a former Mike a table in three inch high heels in a cafeteria. <laughs> sing like nobody's listening. I didn't sing once tonight. Lucky you. And love like you've never been hurt because damn it, we all have been. Let your heart 
grow back, regenerate, and find new ways to love. That's what makes the world go around. Money talks, chocolate sings, ah! And last but not least, <laughs> and I stole this line, and don't go away, panel, I want to take pictures. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red says goodbye. Thank you, Dr. Steele. Thank you, Ellen Wynn. Thank you, Judy Katz. Don't go away. And thank you to Gabe, our engineer. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week.